Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the Lord's Podcast with Will Rowe. Welcome along and thanks for tuning in to this England versus Sri Lanka celebrity podcast special. Here's what's coming up. You know, I look at the ticket and I think, yes. He had not a clue who I was until Michael Olden told him. I never imagined, actually, that one day I'd be here. I bowled my first ball and I got the wicket. I'm very glad that, you know, playing a person like Mutai Muldiri. I did play for the Lebanese team once. There were only four of us. I remember coming up here as, as a kid and breaking into these boxes. It's just got a lot of history to it uh, that, uh, that we don't have in the States. In my first game, I was rubbish, you know. In the second game, I was even worse. A few voices you may recognise there. In this edition of the podcast, we're going to hear from the great and the good who made it to the first test of the summer here at Lords between England and Sri Lanka. First up, we have comedian Dom Jolly. The star of Trigger Happy TV was wandering around the food village on day one. I was international. I did play for the Lebanese team once. There were only four of us, and I'm English, but, you know, I did play. Is that true? Because you were born in Beirut. Yeah, yeah, I did play internationally. There wasn't a Lebanese team, and my dad played cricket for Oxford, and uh, so he set up a Lebanese cricket team, which was just entirely English people, and uh, I did play when I was 18 for Lebanon, so I was quite pleased. We played Jordan. We beat them. It was tip and run, but, you know, it was good. (laughs) Don Jolly in good spirits, uh, recalling his international debut for Lebanon. Now, later that afternoon, I caught up with film director Sam Mendes. He refused to tell me which cricketer would play James Bond for fear of sending the internet wild with rumours. But as an avid cricket fan, he did admit to breaking into the hospitality boxes at Lord's in his youth. I remember coming up here as, as a kid uh, and uh, during county matches and breaking into these boxes uh, that used to be in the old grandstand, which is a red brick construction. Uh, and watching the game on my own in these boxes. Uh, I have a very vivid recollection, actually, of being almost the only person on the ground during a county match uh, in, in a box on my own. So it has a whole set of memories that seem to remain quite timeless, you know, despite the fact that everything changes. But, you know, the mound stand is now different. The Edrich and Compton stands weren't there. Uh, the Warner stand in those days, which is the stand to the right of the pavilion, as you look at it, it was uh, then a brand new stand, and now it's... <laughs> One of the oldest stands on the ground and, and is soon to be replaced, I believe. So, uh, and of course, this very beautiful grandstand where the boxes, uh, the boxes are. And, uh, you know, so uh, the place has changed physically, but in its spirit, it's the same. And I still love coming here. Sam Mendes on his memories of Lords and how the ground has changed. Now, as we headed into day two with England's Joe Root heading towards his second test century at the ground, TV presenter Bernard Cribbins popped up. Sitting in the grandstand and commenting on the lack of pigeons at the ground, I asked Cribbins how he got into the sport. I was introduced to cricket um, in the Lord's Taverners. I'd never played at school, I'd never played anywhere, and somebody said, come along, you know, and uh, I went along and met a lot of lovely people, the Bedsers and Dave Halfyard, Sir Leary Constantine, Ken Barrington, all those 
wonderful heroes and uh, and to go and actually play with them was not only an honour but it was a giggle as well. It was great fun, great, great fun. How did you fare in that game? I, I Well, in my first game I was rubbish, you know, in the second game I was even worse. But uh, the thing is you turn up and you enjoy it and I was very good running about and I had a very good arm. JJ War once said to me, you've got a very good arm because I was chucking him in from 80 yards out, you know, you know how you do. Bernard Cribbins recalling how he had a good arm. Moving on, it was time to turn the tables as I interviewed Britain's finest interviewer. Parkey, or Sir Michael Parkinson, was enjoying day two of the test with none other than Lord Coe. In the end, the interview naturally became a bit of a Yorkshire loving. I first came here as a kid. My mother was a big cricket fan and she brought me here when I was about eight or nine. I was living in Sheffield at the time and most of my cricket was watched at Bramall Lane before they sacrilegiously turned it into a four-sided football ground with uncertain performances to follow. So I was brought up on a diet of South Yorkshire cricket. And uh, the contrast could not have been greater, could it? Bramall used to sit on the terraces, do you remember, for cricket matches? I used to, and of course you could then, as a kid, get into Bramall Lane and sit in the cricket pavilion to watch Sheffield United for something like two and sixpence. But they were about three miles away. They were about three miles away, which is where I think I blame my poor eyesight from that moment on. (laughs) It's a very weird ground. I played at Sheffield. I played here too, but in a couple of benefit games. Bramall Lane was wonderful. It was so different to this. And it just represented the area it was in. That's what it was. It was was a playing field in an industrial city, a great industrial city. How things change. I never imagined, actually, that one day I'd be here next to my friend Seb in a box at Lord's, which I paid for, by the way. So Michael Parkinson there, making sure Seb Cove remembered to thank him at the close of play. Now, there were some cricketers around, as you'd imagine. Former Lancashire and England batsman Graham Foxy Fowler said a quick hello while sporting a beard that even WG Grace would be proud of, which has its problems sometimes. When, when they were at Chesley Street, I went to see saw Michael Holden. I was talking to him for five minutes, and I could tell he didn't know who I was. And he was just being nice and polite, and then he, his eyes lit up and he went, Mercy, as he finally realised who it was. And I've seen Dickie Bird this morning, and Dickie hadn't, obviously, I don't think he knows who he is, but he had not a clue who I was until Michael Holden told him. Graham Fowler clearly enjoying being inconspicuous. Now, the next bit of interview I'm going to play threw me a little. Former Emmerdale star, who's also spent a bit of time on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, Lorraine Chase, told me a story about clean bowling Phil Mitchell. Here it is. I'd had a couple of little lessons with Jon Snow um, because I'd stayed with him while touring in a play uh, with my bowling. And it was very funny because um, Chris Tarrant had on his team, he had um, Steve McFadden from EastEnders. And Steve said to him, he was opening the batting, and he said, "Um, well, I haven't been in the, uh, you you know, in my pads for years, he said, "Uh, it's been a while, so I might not be so good. So um, uh, Chris said to him, oh, well, let's have a look. He said, don't worry, because it's all about fun. It's about raising money. He said, but let's look who's opening the bowling. Oh, you've got nothing to worry about. It's only Chase. And I bowled my first ball, and I got the wicket. (laughs) And it is disgusting. Gasped at every do ever since. I just took the wicket. 
And so um, John Snow taught you how to run in and bowl fast and just cleaned him up dear. first ball. Cleaned him up first ball. Lorraine Chase there discussing how John Snow taught her to bowl fast. Now, as the test match went into days four and five and heading for what most thought would be an anticlimactic finish, how wrong we were, we had a visit from one of Lord's biggest fans, Mr Stephen Fry. An MCC member, Fry was as happy as ever to be here. I always feel excited. I always feel thrilled. I always um, hoik out my old MCC tie and there it is. Actually, that's a new one because my old one I got, got lost somehow. And... Um, I, uh, you know, I look at the ticket and I think, yes. And you can hear the announcements going on. They always have um, things going on in lunchtime, you know, little kids playing, playing quick cricket and things like that. It's just, it's just fantastic. And more and more is being done now to help get cricket popular amongst the young because, you know, this, this idea that it's a game only for people who've been to private schools is just so wrong, you know. It's got to be. And, and a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the public schools now, by which I mean private schools, of course, are giving their grounds to, to local um, state schools and, and, uh, and, and the coaching expertise is going in and, and the MCC is being big behind that, so that's a very good thing. Stephen Fry, who is clearly a big fan, speaking on day four of the test. In just a few moments' time, we'll have a true rock and roll cricket interview to finish off this England v Sri Lanka celebrity podcast special. But before then, I thought it would be nice to catch up with a Sri Lankan cricketing legend who was given the honour of ringing the five-minute bell on day five of the test. With 355 test wickets to his name, Chiminda Vass is easily his country's most devastating scene bowler. I asked him how he enjoyed playing alongside Matai Muralitharan during the peaks of their careers. The combination between Murli and myself, you know, he always want me to bowl from the other end. And even though, even being a fast bowler, he always want me to bowl like spinner, you know, six overs, seven overs, eight overs. But, you know, the combination worked really, really well for Sri Lanka cricket. And, you know, I'm very glad that, you know, playing a person like Muttaya Muldiran is a, is a genuine and he's a very simple guy. And, you know, um, um, we did it for Sri Lanka, taking a lot of wicket, and uh, I'm happy the things went uh, those days. Chiminda Vass on his friend and Sri Lanka's most famous cricketer, Matai Muralitharan. Now, as promised, to finish off the podcast, here is a rock and roll cricket interview. On the final day's plays, Aerosmith guitarist Joe Perry came along with his son and manager to watch some cricket. Aerosmith had played the Download Festival at Donington the night before and Perry was keen to pop along to see what cricket was all about. He told me he didn't really know what was going on but was enjoying the match nonetheless. I asked him, as an American, if he could get his head round a five-day game. I think that it gives, um, gives you a chance to get more into the personality of the players and, and kind of figure out you know, why they're playing the way they are. And uh, you can see... Where a, uh, uh, the traditions have carried on for years and years and years and years, and this is this is uh, um, it's just got a lot of history to it uh, that uh, that we don't have in the states, and so it's fascinating to me. That's all. During our conversation, it turned out that Perry was quite into his skiing. I was on the ski team when I was in high school. That's oh, really? one of the snow skiing uh, alpine. I did a little ski jumping, some cross country, that kind of thing. But again, I, I tried to avoid the. Uh, I used to ski with the with the with the, uh, the varsity guys, 
but I would always blow the time trial so I wouldn't have to compete. You know, I'd always miss the last couple of gates so I didn't have to, like, uh, compete because I didn't like that part, but I liked, the, I liked skiing. So there we have it, Joe Perry on skiing and cricket. It's the type of interview you'd only get at Lord's. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our England v Sri Lanka celebrity podcast special. The next Lord podcast will be out in July, returning to the more usual format. So remember, before then, to follow us on Twitter. Here's our handle, at Home of Cricket. Be our friend on Facebook. And for all the latest news from Lords, just go to lords.org. See you soon.